Well, good morning, everybody. Boy, has it been a while since we've seen you. Uh, it's good to be back. It's good to see so many people here this morning, too. I, I wasn't quite sure what to expect as far as the crowd, so um, it's just really exciting just to be finally in the same room together. I've seen the band, and I've seen my small group, mostly on Zoom, but uh, just to see everyone in the same room, again, it's, it's really um, encouraging. So I'm glad to see everybody here for worship. Um, if you've been following us online, we've been doing online <laughs> sermons and worship services, uh, pre-recorded stuff, uh, all, uh, seems like all year, but it's only been the last three months. And uh, we found, uh, I clipped together all the outtakes, all the, the funny, like, crazy moments that we had with Paul, and there's like a brief one of Jake in here, and uh, it's like a three-minute video. So we're going to show you that just for a little bit of levity and some fun this morning, and then we'll get into worship. So let's go ahead and show them that. We're going to start in three, two, one, go. <laughs> Great job, Jake. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh. So, yeah, yeah, you'll need to zoom in more then. I'll tell you, too, that this message, uh, nope, gosh dang it, I'm an idiot. Erase that, too. I'm going to say this message is going to have a live chat, and it's going to be after the message. And so, we'll, we'll later. Yeah, it'll be good. Take 437. Hello, everybody. Uh, hey, guys, Paul Huff, nope, not ready. <laughs> We're going to play all these for you one day. Okay, now I've got audio, and we're recording. Now we've got audio, and we are recording. Uh, mm, uh, got audio. Mama, I just killed a man. Fatty Mercury, anybody? Playing one night only at your local O'Hara's. So today we're going to begin a new series titled Rest, Finding God. Uh... Literally up on the screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wrote this. I kind of like recording because then when I feel like I'm off to a rough start, I'm just like, sorry, restarting. But can't do that when it's live, so I don't know. Maybe we should just go with it. Blooper reel. This is awful, and I don't know what I'm saying, and I'm going to restart this because I want to punch myself in the face. Hi, I'm Reverend Huffed. I just wanted to come to you at the end of the service and say God bless you. I'd like to pray for you now. Let you know that you are loved. Send $3,000 to our church for this lamp of deliverance. Oh, my butt. Good morning, Facebook world. How are you this morning? We are so glad that you have chosen. Is that the right word? Chosen to join us. I'm going to restart that. Is That's a word, right? Chosen? Chosen. Okay. <sighs> Mommy made me match my m and <laughs> Be ready anytime. <laughs> anytime. 
is this my mustache or have my eyebrows come down for a drink? Just kidding. Uh, I'd love to stay, but I really mustache. All right, so, you know, uh, we don't always get it right in the first time, so I had to put all those together and kind of embarrass Paul a little bit. I did get your permission, so. Yeah. All right, uh, go ahead and stand with us. Let's uh, sing together. This would be great.
confidence because I've seen the faithfulness of God the still inside the storm the promise of the shore I trust the power of the word enough to seek your kingdom first beyond the to fear because of our God and our relationship with him. Go ahead and have a seat. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Crosspoint Fellowship. Are we 
live online right now? Like, can they see me right now? I hope so. I set it up so. That's, but that's the idea. Where's the camera at? Where's the camera? Right up there. Okay. I want to acknowledge all the people who are tuning in live right now via the internet. Uh, I want to acknowledge you, Phil. You've done a lot of hard work. You know, I can take this thing and, like, put it in my face and start talking, and I can get that on the internet. But to do all the work that you did to get this set up is pretty amazing. So thank you for doing that, and hello to everybody that is uh, watching online uh, right now. One change I will say I don't know if I'm comfortable with is this cover here by the drums that I heard somebody telling Dave to not play as loud this morning. No, nobody puts Dave in a corner, okay? Like, I guess we'll keep this up. But Dave, you just play, man. You play. Don't let anybody tell you to knock that off. All right. Uh, I do have a couple announcements. So we are getting Crosspoint t-shirts. It is pretty cool, pretty exciting. Uh, there are several links to that on the Crosspoint Facebook page, both under the announcement video I posted yesterday, and then it also has its own um, spot there if you want to see the design. They're about $10, give or take, depending on your size. If you want one, we do need to know before Friday at noon. That is the deadline for us to put uh, in the order. Chelsea, raise your hand, please. The beautiful blonde in the room over there is the one that you need to see uh, to put in your size and how many that you need. Also, kids area is closed today and for the foreseeable future. There's just no way we could guarantee social distancing over there. But if, uh, and there should be activity bags if you didn't get one, also see uh, Chelsea. But if uh, you got a kiddo that's just really having a hard time and you need to excuse yourself through those doors over there just for a little bit of privacy, that's totally okay. We did turn the air on over there, so if you need to go over there and excuse yourself for a few minutes, totally fine. And Caitlin, I believe you have an announcement about Community Kitchen. Um, Community Kitchen is not going to be having um, in-person meals until at least August, but there is another way that we can help out. So they're going to be doing some peanut butter and jelly lunches to some of the area apartments. So Grant and I are going to be one of the teams that are going to be delivering, but we need two more volunteers that would be willing to help us with that. So um, it's going to be starting on June 22nd through July 3rd, and then it's going to stop during the time that they have summer school, and then it'll pick back up the end of July until they start school again in August. So it's going to be on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's a about a two-hour commitment on those days. So I really need two people that would be willing to step up and help them during this time because we really need to um, reach out to them and help them during this time because I know it's been a struggle for a lot of people. So if we can have two people, kids are welcome to help out with that too. So um, if there's two people that feel the need to um, help out with that, just come see me, and I can give you some more information about that, too. There will also be some times they need help just making peanut butter and jellies, if you're interested in that. The first time is going to be June 15th, so if you're willing to just come and help them make some of the meals, that would be a great help as well. So if you ha are interested in that, come and see me. Thank you. All right, now it's time for our five-minute social distance oh, well, connection actually, break. Yeah, we're actually going to... Uh, Table that for a while. Even yeah. better. <laughs> Sorry. I Let's just that. get rolling. <laughs> There'll be plenty of time to hang out and socialize after service if you want. <laughs> that I said. I wanted to give you one more update, um, and it has to do with our mission giving during the time that we were out and, and some of the things that we've done to help support people during their struggle with COVID right now. Uh, just 
a dollar amount, and, and we can go into details later, but a dollar amount. To this point this year, we've given $7,154.16 to missions. And I want to say thank you. No, that actually that doesn't include lamp sales. Uh, believe it or not, we had zero orders put in for those. Um, I don't know why, but nobody seemed to want one. So I wanted to give you that quick update and let you know that you as a church have done that. And so I wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, being a, a group of people who loves our community when they need to be loved. Now, we are starting a new series today, in case you didn't know. It's titled, Why We Worship. I'm really excited about it. I've never done a series like this personally. Uh, what I did was I asked the band for their favorite worship songs, and we're going to take over the next five weeks, maybe longer if it goes well enough, because I, I had some more songs, but I took the first five songs given to me, and, and what we're going to do, we're going to dissect those songs. We're going to take a look at the lyrics. We're going to see how Scripture applies to them, uh, has supported, influenced, uh, or inspired the very worship songs that we sing. And so we're going to do that for the next five weeks, and I'm super pumped about it. This is week one, and week one, we look at Elevation Worship's Jesus, I Come, and the band is going to play that for you right now. Eternally in this glory I will 
as I am, I come. Hallelujah. Oh, what amazing love. Thank you, Jesus. Just as I am, I come. Hallelujah. job band thank you so much uh, as they find their seats we're just going to take a look at that song a little bit in depth now that is a beautiful worship song I, I hopefully it's one that you love it's one that I love um, it opens up in verse one with the words I need your grace more than my words can say I need your grace more than my words can say we are going to look at Romans chapter 3 verses 20 through 26 to begin it says, therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. But now, apart from the law, righteous, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. The righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came in Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and to be the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. You see, Paul makes it very clear in this passage that there's absolutely nothing that we can do to obtain righteousness. There's nothing that we can do ourselves to obtain salvation. Now, nothing I say today I think is going to be a brand new revelation to you, something that you haven't heard before in church. But my hope is that what you'll do today that may be different than other days is that you'll take the time to meditate on the words and the lyrics of the songs that we're presenting, to actually kind of empty your minds of everything that, that is occupying that space right now, all the thoughts that you have to just give yourself time to meditate on what it is that, that, that God is, is telling us here and in this time. 
You see, because there's nothing we can do, because we all have sinned, we need justification. And as Paul makes so clear here, the justification is given to us freely through the gift of Jesus' blood on a cross. You see, for Paul, a, a, a Pharisee, to begin his life, a, a, a teacher of the Jewish doctrine and the Jewish law, this is him being revolutionary to people who would have followed him and who would have been listening to his words. Because before this, the idea was that we were justified by obeying the law that God gave Moses on Mount Sinai, right? As long as we follow these rules and check these boxes, then, then we're going to be okay. And Paul's making it clear here that there's nothing that we can do even following the law that's going to get us this justification, that's going to bring us this righteousness. It's only through a faith and a belief in Jesus that we can be forgiven. It's only through a faith and belief in Jesus that we can receive the grace that we so desperately need. And I think that all of us at times would try to find a way to put it into words. But if we truly think about it, I don't know if any one of us would say, I've been able to perfect that. I've been able to explain what it is that has caused me to need God's grace so deeply. I don't know that I can perfectly say what it is that has, has made me long for the grace that Jesus has to offer. So I need your, your words more than grace can say. The gift of grace is obtained by the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And we receive that through atonement that is brought through his literal blood. So the question is of the whole series, why do we worship? Well, we worship because God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. We worship because Jesus shed his blood for us on the cross. We worship because through faith we're shown the ultimate grace. We worship because we can only hope to express how much we need that grace. You see, when we worship, when we pour our heart out to Jesus, thanking him for what it is that he's done for us, I'm going to tell you something that, that may shock you a little bit, but I'm not even sure that it's the words that matter. Now, listen, we could say something that's not biblical and, and really far off the mark, and then that would matter. But, but as long as what we're singing aligns biblically with Scripture, I'm not sure that the words we actually sing matters because it's more about our heart condition. It's more about our hearts groaning for the Lord. It's more about our hearts longing for Jesus. It's more about laying everything out on the line in that moment while we worship to tell Jesus, thank you for what it is that he has given us. The chorus of Jesus I come starts, I will rise and stand redeemed. I will rise, stand redeemed. We're going to look at Romans 9 through 10. 9 through 10. And this is what it says. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? If we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more have we been reconciled? Having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? And we all know this. It's not just the fact that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. It's not just the fact that he shed his blood. It's that three days later, after he experienced death, he rose. And because he rose, we get to rise too. And we all hear this right? You're hearing me right now, and a lot of you are probably thinking to yourself, yeah, we know that. Yeah, I know that. Been in church a long time. I know that. But each time you worship, each time you worship, 
do you really wrap your head around just how amazing this is? Do you really take the time to focus on the fact that Jesus died and rose from the dead? Jesus died and he rose from the dead. And because of that, death isn't the end. You see, when we were powerless, when we were God's enemies, Scripture tells us, when we were his enemies, standing in opposition to him, that's when Christ chose to die for us. That's when Christ chose to die for us, when, when we were at the strictest of oppositions. Christ said, I, I will die for you. We were reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. His death, we covered that. See, but it's even greater. We were saved through his life. We were saved through his life. We've been reconciled through his death. We have been saved through his life. And we will rise and we will stand redeemed and we will get to sing God's praises eternally because of that. Are you meditating on those words? Are we removing distraction and focusing on the worship songs that we sing? John eleven twenty five through 26, Jesus said to her that he's talking to Lazarus' sister here, I am the resurrection and life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? We did a sermon series. I don't know how far back, but we talked about how important that question is. Do you believe this? Because our salvation hinges on that very question. Do you believe this? We have to be able to unequivocally answer yes to this question. Yes, I believe. And when we believe, we don't experience death. When we believe, we will rise stand, and stand redeemed. We worship because of the life we have that only comes through putting our faith in Jesus. We worship because reconciliation with God is possible. Thank you, Jesus. We worship because we have life provided by the blood of Jesus. And then in the song, we move to the bridge. It says, thank you, Jesus, just as I am, I come. And I can sing the whole song, but I'm telling you, when these words hit, I scream a little bit. <laughs> I try to make it sound better, but I mean, I'm shouting these words out. I want them as loud as possible because I recognize that I get to come to Jesus exactly how I am. And guys, I am far from a finished product. I am far from perfect. If you know me, you know that. But where I started to where I am now, that's 100% God. That's 100% Jesus. And when Jesus took me in, I was the greatest of sinners. I didn't have to change anything to come to the feet of Jesus. He took me just as I was. Just as as I was. Romans 5, 6 through 8. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, I get to come to Jesus just as I am, because while I was still the greatest of sinners, Christ chose to die for me. And Christ made that decision for each and every single person here in this room. 
ever think about how awesome it is that Christ paid for us without worrying about our condition? You ever wonder what your condition would be listed as? This thought kind of came up to me as I was preparing for the sermon this week, right? I sell some things on Facebook Marketplace, rarely, but when we're trying to get rid of something and it's worth something, I don't want to just throw it away, I'll put it on there. And it asks you to select a condition. Used, like new, used, very good, used, fair, used, take it your own risk, you know, like used, free, somebody just please come get it off my curb. You ever wonder what your condition would be like if Jesus had to view you on a marketplace? Used fair, used good, used, has a few nicks, right? Like, might be able to put a screw here and there and fix things up. The fact of the matter is that Jesus doesn't care. The magnificence of our God is that he sees, values when, he sees value when others don't. The magnificence of our God is that he sees value when others don't. He looks at every man, every woman, every child and says, I'll take it, sold. I'll pay the price right now. But Jesus, they, they have all these issues. Doesn't matter. I want it. But Jesus, they keep screwing things up. Doesn't matter. I want them. Jesus, they are completely broken. It doesn't matter. I want them. It's sold. No other religion views a God's love for us this way. If we look at Islam in the Quran, chapter 7, verses 6, six through 9, you can look this up later. We're not going to put it on the screen, but if you want to check me, it, it explains that you must earn your way to God through good deeds. It talks about how purification comes through a heavy measure of good placed on the scales. And so it looks at how literal scales, for every good thing you do, you place it on the scale and it weighs, and when you do bad, it teeters back, and eventually, hopefully, you reach enough good that God will say, Okay, I'll accept this person. It goes on to kind of explain in Islam that even if you tip the scales, God still may not want you. If we look at Hinduism and we look at Buddhism, different distinct religions, right? They, 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 they have different tenets, different things like that, but they both kind of focus around this idea of reincarnation and, and salvation that's spurred on by good deeds. The more good you do in, the li in your life, the better your next life will be. Everything is based on what you yourself are doing now. Judaism focuses on following the Mosaic law as a, as a means to perfection, as a means to salvation. You see, Christ, he changed everything. Christ stands alone. Christ is completely different. There's nothing that we can do to earn our way to God. Nothing. And Christ, in his love for us, recognizing that, chose to die for us. The beauty in this understanding... The beauty in this understanding that there's nothing that we can do, that we're not going to earn our way to it, is that we know that Jesus is going to take us just as we are. That, that when he says, just as you are, I want you, that those words are truth, because he's not waiting for us to reach a certain condition before he'll pay for us. He wants us from the get-go. However we are, whatever we've done, no matter how many times we've done it, Christ looks at us and says, I can work with this. I can repurpose it. I can refurbish it. And in my godliness, I can make it brand new. Not used like new, brand new. We worship because we have that hope. 
We worship because we don't have to work to be wanted. We worship because salvation is here. And here is wherever we are. So often we come into church and we get ready for worship and we carry all of our distractions with us. We've had a tough morning. Our kids didn't exactly work with us as we were trying to get ready and it took me forever to get them dressed and I was late into the shower or I didn't even get to take a shower and now I'm worried people are going to think I smell or whatever else, right? And work has been really tough this week and, and my boss hasn't been kind to me for apparently no reason and we can come up with all these distractions that we carry with us and that's called life. And we bring them into church and worship plays and and we kind of sing through the words. Maybe we stand up. Maybe we don't do either. We just sit down and let everybody else worship around us. Or maybe we will stand and we'll just kind of mouth the words. And we're not really connecting to what's being said. The goal of this sermon series, if I can, if I can state a goal, is to help us to truly worship God. To not just come in and run through the motions on a Sunday morning because that's what we're used to doing. To not just hear a melody and say, well, that sounds pretty and pleasing to my ear. But to come and relieve ourselves of all distractions. To not worry about who's sitting in front of us or behind us or to the right of us or the left of us or even what our kids are doing or how rough my morning was. To be able to just throw all that stuff to the wayside and focus a thousand percent, not possible, a hundred percent on Jesus. For just that time to remove everything and say, I'm going to give all of myself to Jesus in this moment as an act of worship, as an act of praise, because of all these things that we just talked about. I'm going to look at this song, I'm going to listen to these lyrics, and I'm going to let it transform me in this moment, and I'm going to carry that transformation with me, because I am here to worship a wonderful and powerful God who took me right where I was, no matter my condition, because he loved me and showed me grace that I can only get from him, because I don't deserve it, and there's nothing that I can do to earn it. But God loves me so much that he sent his son to die on a cross for me, and his son willingly went to that cross and shed his blood, and three days later he rose, and now I can rise and stand redeemed. That is why we worship. And it's important that we don't just go through the motions when we come here on a Sunday morning, because that's what we do. You can listen to worship music in your car. Hopefully you get stuck at a red light that turns green because you're worshiping so hard and somebody has to honk at you to wake you out of your worship slumber. I don't know what to call it. That slumber doesn't match. See, this is one of those moments I'd stop the sermon and restart it and we'd patch it together later. But I just want us to be intentional about the time that we spend here at church with one another and with our God. So that it doesn't just become another thing that we do, but that it becomes something that transforms our life and the way that we live. Worship is our opportunity to tell God thank you for all it is that he has done and afforded to us. And it doesn't matter what's happened beforehand, and it doesn't matter what will happen afterhand, and it doesn't matter what distractions may rise and pop up, because this time is between you and it's between God. And that is what our focus needs to be on. That's the end of our sermon. Um, I'm going to take a quick, few quick minutes, and I'm not going to give you some super long speech. I'm going to try not to. I've already run over my time, so forgive me. But I want to talk to you guys right now just about the condition of our world. And I'm going to share with you some things that I shared with our small group on Wednesday night, and I blubbered like a baby as I did it, and I'm going to do my very best not to do that this morning because that will just slow me down. But as a lot of you know, 
Our world right now seems to be somewhat in shambles. Race relations right now are um, tough, to say the least. We have black brothers and sisters out there that are hurting and that are suffering and that are feeling pain, and right now they just want to be heard. And there's so many things surrounding it that can distract away, can distract us from the fact that they just want their voices to be heard. That we can look at and we can say, well, I don't like that or I don't like this and let it take away from the fact that right now we just need to listen. And my, what I want to do is encourage you right now in this time, regardless of all the things that, that are happening that you may not like, to listen and to love like you would want to be loved. There's so many things that we can say and we can do that, that will take away from this moment or, or, or we can justify why we don't feel the way others are wanting us to feel right now. And I'm not, I'm not even asking, but I'm not even calling your reasons wrong or, or not valued or anything like that. I'm just saying that in this time we need to listen and we need to love. Because I don't know if any of you have ever experienced racism. I know some of you have. I know Rodney's experienced it being overseas, being one of the lone white people overseas. He, he's faced things like that himself. You know, September 11, 2000, was it 2001? Am I? 2001, I think I'd never forget that day. And I, I honestly, I, I won't because I remember being in sixth grade and watching the towers fall. And I remember sitting in the back of the classroom with the last name Hussein and having everybody turn and look at me when they found out that it was people from the Middle East that were doing this. And I remember how parents stopped letting me hang out with their kids because all of a sudden I was a bad influence. And I remember how all of a sudden I stopped getting invited over to sleepovers simply because of my last name. Because I somehow had this connection to these terrorists that did this awful thing. And friends that I had for the longest time, they weren't friends anymore. And we would get phone calls, people calling our house at all hours, asking to speak to Saddam and asking to speak to Osama, threatening to come over and beat us up and do all other sorts of things. And I'd have to sit there and listen to teachers say ignorant things and friends say, hey, we should round them all up and kill them. As I had to wonder if they were talking about me. I was lucky because we legally changed my name and I looked just wide enough that no one would ever know that my father is from the Middle East or that I proudly identify as a Kurdish American. You see, but our black brothers and sisters, they're not that fortunate because they can't just change a name and everybody forget about the thing that so often causes them to face racism. Hear me out. I don't think anyone in this room is racist. Okay? I want to be very clear about that. And I'm not accusing anyone of being racist just because you are a white person. Not doing that either. But what I am asking for you to do in this time is to listen and to love. Because even though you yourself are not racist, doesn't mean that racism doesn't exist. And it doesn't mean that people out there that we should be showing the love of Christ to on a daily basis aren't experiencing that pain. That's all I'm going to say. You want to talk to me about something afterwards, please feel free. I'm an open book. Right now I'm going to pray and the band's going to come on up 
and we are going to worship. And the first song that they are going to play is Jesus, I Come by Elevation Worship. And I want you to meditate and focus on those words, and I want you to turn yourself completely over to Jesus in this time and not worry about anything else. Let's pray. God, I come to you right now. I thank you for this day. I ask that you help us to focus on you in this time, to, to, to just worship you in this time, to pour our hearts out as an offering, as a thank you for what it is that you have done for us. You loved us and you died for us. And we didn't deserve that. But you didn't care. You're not one to give us what we deserve, but you're one to give us grace and to show us mercy even as we continue to screw up, even as we continue to dishonor your name, even as we continue to try to take the reins away from you as we live life. God, help us to be people who show grace and love to others, regardless of any factor that may separate us from them. Help us to simply be the hands and the feet of Jesus, to love our neighbors as ourselves, and to worship in this moment. We ask all these things in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Stand and worship with us now. Um, if you find a need for prayer and you are not afraid of not social distancing, you can come speak to me right now, okay? If that is a concern for you and I perfectly understand that, feel free to message me on Facebook or shoot me a text or call me with any prayer request and I'd be happy to pray for those as well. You are my righteousness 
Jesus, I come. Jesus, I come. I will rise and redeem heaven. Open over me to your name eternally. Endless glory I will bring. I will
doing that every day, uh, raising the, the broken up to life. Uh, for the first time uh, every day, uh, for those of us who have been following him, whether we realize it or not, he's raising us daily to life. Um, we are broken people, and we need God. Um, it's all about his grace. That's, I love singing that song. It's a great reminder of that. Um, we're going to sing one more before we go this morning. Um, 
before I forget to say this, um, we talked about not passing the plate around. Just uh, again, we're just um, we're just trying to be cautious. So um, if you uh, would like to give, I think we're going to have a box in the back where you can just insert your envelope, or of course just uh, do online like a lot of you do uh, do that. So um, sorry, I what or buy a lamp. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Let's sing one more uh, song of worship about um, uh, Jesus' sacrifice, how it's changed everything for us. I see his body breaking. I see his fingers bleeding. See the darkness tremble at the ground below his feet. Thank you, Jesus. In the darkest hour, there on Calvary, he was sweetly broken. Broken beautifully, broken beautifully. So come on into the waters, come let the broken sing. Come all you sons and daughters, his love changes everything. So come when the fear is the heavens open I saw the sins of men become a crown of glory as he died and rose again in the darkest hours in the Lord, I will fear no evil, cause you'll never let me go, you'll never let me go, so come on into the waters, come let the broken sea, come all your sons and daughters, his love changes everything. hours in the valley low 
I will fear no evil Cause you'll never let me go You'll never let me go So come on into the waters Come let the broken sing Come all you sons and daughters His love changes everything So come when the fear is fighting You find in the risen King Come on and let the light in Your love changes everything So come on into the waters Come let the broken sing Come all you sons and daughters His love changes everything Remember what Paul said this week, um, that uh, worship, it's, it's about us getting in tune with God. And um, I, I, if I could issue a challenge just throughout the series, whether it takes us you know, five or six weeks or whatever, is to listen to more worship music. I've been doing that over the last couple months of coronavirus, just because there's so much darkness out there in the world, so much that would uh, bring us down emotionally and spiritually. Um, I've needed some extra worship in my, in my life. And so I encourage you to do the same. Um, just be listening to these songs or, or whatever um, inspires you this week. I, I think that will really change your outlook on life, your spirit. So invite somebody next, next week. Um, we're going to do this every Sunday. We're back. Um, so just uh, make sure everyone knows about it. We'll see you then.